there's a privilege in walking through life with people and uh, in their deep pain and their sorrow and in their confusion with their mental health, we're just there to help guide and, and facilitate just another layer of freedom that God has for them. Well, hello there and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Praxis is the college-age community of Three Crosses Church in Castro Valley, California. And this podcast exists for the purpose of engaging in conversations that help young people flourish in life and faith. I'm your host, Max Critchfield, the pastor of college-age students at Three Crosses Church, and we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the first episode of the first season of the Praxis Podcast. A lot of firsts in there. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, in this first season of the podcast, we're going to be talking about mental health, uh, as well as exploring the connections between mental and emotional health and Christian faith. Uh, I'm joined by two amazing guests who will be joining me at different points uh, for the duration of this season of the Praxis Podcast, and they are Amanda Galetto and Katie Dennis. So say hello, friends. <laughs> hello. Good morning. <laughs> it is morning as we're recording this. Um, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves? Who wants to go first? Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, Katie Dennis, and um, I was born in Texas, but grew up in Florida and brought it out to California, which I do love. <laughs> and uh, I'm a, you know, a private practice therapist in Dublin. And then I also supervise in Livermore as people are trying to get those 3,000 hours <laughs> to get licensed. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but we all do it. And uh, if you're interested, you could also do it. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, totally. Shameless plug. Um, and I'm married. And um, I love being an auntie to my two favorite nieces. And my favorite animal growing up in Florida is a manatee. Wow. That warms my heart, you saying that. You know, manatees, they are the, the cows cow. of the sea, right? So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Katie, thank you so much. Amanda, how about you tell us about uh, who you are? It's really hard to follow the cow of the sea. I'm just going to say that right out here. <laughs> but my name is Amanda Galetto, and I'm also a therapist and a supervisor. I have a telehealth practice now uh, after COVID and see all my patients via video. And I am at Golden Hills Counseling Center where I've been for 15 years and I get to supervise as well, where trainees are either still in school or associates are gaining their 3000 hours. I'm married. I have two children. I live on a massive piece of property now after relocating from the Bay Area. And there's a massive learning curve involved there that is a yellow riding lawnmower <laughs> that now is in my life. Wow. Riding lawnmower. That's, that's a vibe right there. <laughs> it is a vibe. And you also have some produce, vegetables, fruit. Mm -hmm. Yep. We, the mandarins are the real thing in this area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's doing it. Lovely. So uh, Katie, Amanda, both uh, Christian therapists and uh, have graciously agreed to be on this podcast. They're going to say more about maybe what motivated them to speak about these topics and kind of join us for this whole season of conversations. I'm excited for you to hear that. 
Well, great. With that, we're going to get into our conversation for today. And as we are talking about you know serious topics dealing with mental health, we uh, just want to say a disclaimer at the beginning of each conversation. Uh, with that being this, that this podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. This podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you are in crisis and need immediate assistance, please call 988. Okay, so we begin um, talking about kind of the why and what of mental health. And why don't we start there with the what of just kind of when we're talking about mental health, uh, what do we mean by that? In fact, Amanda, in a previous conversation that we had, you used the phrase mental hygiene. And I'm still thinking about that mm. because uh, my my mom, she was a dental hygienist, yeah. you know, and kind of so I know what dental hygiene is, but when you use the term mental hygiene, um, what do you mean by that? What are we talking about? Sure. I think the, the phrase is intended to help people have the same practice as what we use with our dental hygiene, right? It's, it's our mental hygiene, which is how do we take care of our mind and our mental capacity? And so rather than flossing, right, we're talking about things like deep breathing, we're talking about journaling, having a gratitude practice, spending time in nature where you are mentally available and releasing and storing up and taking care of just that part of yourself that also gets used throughout the day, just like our teeth, right? They're used each day for lots of things in in terms of being able to nourish our bodies So we also have to have practices that we nourish our minds and renew our mind. And so for me, mental hygiene is is a practice of doing that maybe even on a daily basis, where some people might say, oh, I do self-care practices maybe once a week. This would be maybe something that you would incorporate on a daily basis. And it could be something super small. Okay. So yeah, my mom, she was always telling me, Hey, floss every day, you know, brush your teeth, um, kind of engage in these regular practices so that your teeth are healthy. And so you're saying kind of when we are thinking about mental health, among other things, we're talking about practices that can help us to be healthy, just kind of in spirit in mind. Would you agree with that, Katie? Yeah, well, and uh, the thing I'm thinking, too, is like just with a dentist, sometimes you need to go see a professional, even Mm. if you're doing the day to day care and hygiene and brushing and all of those things. And I think that is the same for mental health. You could be doing all the things Mm -hmm. that help keep a steady level or, you know, a generally a good level. And then major life events happen or things come your way that you kind of need to check in or support to be able to make sure that you're uh, cleaning out the roots. Mm -hmm. Mm of what might be existing Hmm. despite the day-to-day hygiene. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking, you know, dental work is pricey, you know, and sometimes you'll kind of be at home and you'll be chewing and something hurts. You know, you're like, this probably isn't good, you know, but it might just kind of get worse and worse to the point where it's like, I probably need to see somebody because Mm -hmm. I can't fix this myself. Right. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you could go at the first sign of something, then you're also saving money, Mm. just like also with dental hygiene. You know, if you're able to hit it when you first start feeling some of the pain, you're kind of helping preserve that before it becomes something bigger. And then you're looking at a new crown or, you know, (laughs) a root canal, whatever it is, you know, that really expands. 
That is a good point. But even as you're saying that, I'm thinking I almost never do that in my life. You know, <laughs> I pretty much always wait until the wheels are falling off before yeah. I seek help. You know, like uh, maybe like my oil light has come on in my car and I'm not going until it starts making a weird noise. And I probably have created more work for myself, but that's sure. just by nature. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, maybe it's not that bad. You know, maybe I could just get through it and I think kind of the corollaries for what I'm saying with mental health are things we're going to be talking about many times over the course of this season um yeah but you make a good point absolutely (laughs) yeah anytime is a good time for some mental health check-in absolutely (laughs) and um I think that does kind of lead to then the the why question and and I think it'd be interesting to kind of look at that maybe through the lens of your guys' stories um, you know, and talking with both of you and uh, just kind of what led you to pursue uh, becoming therapists. Um, I think there was obviously a why in that for both of you, you know, that maybe would kind of add color to our conversation and, and why you guys agreed to have these conversations, you know, around these topics for however many 10, 12, 14 episodes we're going to have. So, um, would you guys want to talk about just the why of why you pursued this field and kind of what compelled you to receive this training and be able to help people in this way? Sure. There, there's obviously always a long story and I'm going to give the short one. Um, so about 22 years ago, God asked me to work with, um, people who were unsheltered in downtown East side of Vancouver, British Columbia. And I, um, had the privilege of figuring out that even though I was not prepared and not equipped that God could still do things. Hmm. And, um, that started about seven more years of working with people who are sexually exploited, uh, people who are battered and abused and homeless. And, um, I came to the point of, you know, doing social work in that capacity and realizing that I did not have, a lot to offer from an academic professional basis. I had the love of Christ, of course, but I also didn't have what they needed to process the deep trauma that they were feeling and experiencing in their wounding. And so God just gave me the opportunity to continue to advance that by going to school and then partnering with more Christian organizations to offer holistic care. And so I was able to do that as a therapist and a supervisor. And um, that just has kind of continued where I I got to start with working with people who um, were just in a really rough place. And Mm -hmm. I work still with people that are in really rough places. It's just different Mm -hmm. scenarios that now God lets me come alongside people with. And that whole time of, of 22 years, there's never been a point that it's the same. Everyone has a different story and Mm. everyone is going through something. And there's this unique ability that God lets therapists do where we just come alongside people and support them and guide them to health and healing. And that's, that's really the deeper why I think for Katie and I, and I I think she's Mm. okay with me saying that is just that there's a privilege in walking through life with people. And uh, in their deep pain and their sorrow and in their confusion with their mental health, we're just there to help guide and, and facilitate 
just another layer of freedom that God has for them. So being here today is about continuing that conversation and and making sure young people really understand how accessible healing is. I think there's still a lot of misconception Mm -hmm. that we suffer in silence as believers, right? And um, I just think that that couldn't be further from the truth. The more and more Christian providers that are available who understand psychology and faith. So that's um, my story. That's the reason I'm here today for sure. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just thinking, uh, yeah. you know, healing is available. I think that that's what you, one of the things you said in there. And that's, I think, really hopeful, you know, maybe for people who are feeling wounded, you know, feeling kind of that ache in their tooth, in their soul, you know, sure. and um, I don't know yeah. if this can be better. And I think that's a really hopeful word um, for anyone listening. Katie, how about you? I know you had a background kind of in like working with youth and that that was part of your story also. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I uh, worked in youth ministry um, for six years with high school students. And I think during that time, you know, like one of my small groups had multiple uh, eating disorders, some difficult um, suicidal ideation. And I just found myself, A, because I was young in my early 20s and, you know, still discovering the world myself. (laughs) Uh, But B, also kind of in this place of um, just really feeling like there's something more that I want to be able to do than offer a token, which was token for me at the time, not always token. Um, I'll pray for you. And so um, I think that kind of started sparking some desire to do something more or something um, more in uh, education, you know, gain more knowledge and understanding and have more practical skills. Um, and then, uh, I started noticing like, maybe this is like a part of how God has always designed me. And this is actually like who he created me to be. And that was kind of confirmed through like, you know, randomly talking to people at target and they would share their full story with me, (laughs) you know, or (laughs) praying for people in the bathroom at the Oakland A's game. And it became kind of like a joke with friends, you know, like, where's Katie? Oh, she's probably... (laughs) praying with somebody somewhere or they're telling her whatever, you know, their life story. And so it's, true story. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and so that was kind of like a funny mm-hmm. uh, way of like God really confirming, like, I want you to take this next step. And what's also kind of incredible is that while I was trying to figure that out or trying to figure out what grad school to go to, that's actually when I met Amanda and she was a support in helping me take the next step and becoming a therapist and really supported me through, um, going to grad school as well. And so, you know, with that knowledge, with that understanding, I went to Azusa and I really am in the belief system that we are on the same team. All of us, whether you're in ministry in a traditional way or being a therapist are really wanting to bring freedom to God's children and really wanting them to find hope and healing. And I think that's possible just like Amanda said, and we see that consistently (laughs) and that's what keeps us here. And it's a privilege. So, you know, 20, whatever, 20, I'm 40 now, 20 years ago, (laughs) I said, oh man, I feel like there's gotta be something more that I can do than just pray for people. Mm. And then when I'm sitting in session and I have all the skills and all the knowledge, I still lean on, man, I really need to pray for Mm -hmm. people. Mm. And I think Mm. that is like a beautiful intersection of how those combine And why I'm also here on this podcast is because, you know, uh, 
that we're overwhelmed in a lot of ways and people are overwhelmed in a lot of ways and any avenue that I can participate in to help people find true freedom and peace is something that I want to participate in. Amen. Well, let's stop there. No, just kidding. We got a little bit more to talk about on this episode, but that's that's beautiful. And uh, just listening to both of your stories, um, kind of your journey, even discovering, you know, that intersection of who God has made you to be with this, um, seeing this need in the world, you right. know, and like maybe God, you've created me and shaping me to, to meet this need in this way. And I, I loved kind of you're talking about this intersection of, you know, even I've pursued these skills and they help me greatly, but even mm-hmm. in that, you know, it's not like, okay, I have all these skills now, so I can just fix people. You know, I mean, a lot of right, times no. <laughs> we'll be sitting, you know, for me as a pastor, or I'm also a, you know, a spiritual director, I'll be sitting with someone and going, um, God, I'm just praying for you to move in this person's life, yeah. you know, even with mm-hmm. all the conversation, everything that we're having, um, you kind of come to like the end of, what can be done yeah. and you're praying that yeah. God would move in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's a beautiful meeting of two important things, you know? Yeah. Um, well, in whatever way the healing happens, he is still the healer. Yes. So, um, I mean, you guys had kind of both hit on this, but it seems kind of like in the mo- in the moment we're living in, um, for young people, maybe specifically and people in general, um, it's just maybe a more anxious time, mm-hmm. you know, there's maybe mm-hmm. more existential dread or just more <laughs> yes. unsettledness. Is that something that you've observed, particularly in young people? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, with such um, consistent tragedy over the last few years, uh, and I think also um, media, social media and different things kind of also can contribute to just the intensity level because we're not catching breaks from it. Mm. And so, um, you know, I think that has caused a lot of um, confusion, like where is God? Mm -hmm. What is he doing? Mm -hmm. Is he still here? Has he forgotten about us? And I think that kind of hits on that existential thing, which then also challenges who am Mm -hmm. I if I can't see him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and just the perpetual hits, right, where you can't actually it seems like you can't see out of them, right? And, mm-hmm. and because there's an attachment to a device that keeps that moving forward in your mind all the time, it is hard to see where God is. It's hard to see where you are because of how much it clouds our vision and our minds. So mm-hmm. I, I think it is a real thing that is happening, that people are wondering, and specifically want, young people are wondering, where, where do I go in all of this and where can I be found? Mm-hmm. there's a desperation to be known because it seems like you could be forgotten back here with all the things that are in front. And so mm-hmm. we, um, I think are finding that people are feeling lost, are feeling mm-hmm. forgotten and are feeling, mm-hmm. um, just deep sadness about where they belong in the world mm-hmm. and not knowing how to pursue that. And so I I think there is a piece of that that is coming in differently through our doors versus even five years ago, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Including kind of the idea of what's the point. Mm -hmm. 
like if we are headed towards climate crisis or, you know, catastrophe and all those things, kind of what is the point of what I'm doing and losing sight of, um, you know, the idea that you're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have to list off, you know, the many things that have just been challenging in the last few years, obviously COVID being a big part of that and the isolation, um, just like you mentioned, you know, global catastrophe or even just, yeah, feeling lost. You know, I think we just recently mm-hmm. crossed this threshold of like 8 billion people, you know, living right. on planet earth mm-hmm. and just feeling like, what does my life matter? Kind of in this mm-hmm. sea of humanity, all yeah. this loss, you know, people I think are having less kids, you know, because they're like, mm-hmm. they're uncertain about the future and it can feel that I, I feel this at times where my head just kind of starts spinning and I kind of lose my place, mm-hmm. you know, of like, where, where am I, you know, what is tomorrow going to be better, you know, and right. um, it can be unsettling in this deep and profound way. Yeah. Cause even in the midst of all these major things, the day-to-day grind is also still mm-hmm. happening. So we're also still experiencing personal things, personal losses, personal, you know, confusion, sickness, all of those things. And I think we're in this generation, it's like really a um, first time of like having worldwide situations happening while you're also still Mm -hmm. experiencing the personal ones that happen day to day. And that's overwhelming. Totally. And then obviously coming out of COVID where they bump, right? They bump into Mm -hmm. one another where your personal Mm -hmm. crisis and mental health is, is impacted because of a pandemic because of economic crisis. So I think uh, in comparison to other periods of time, they also hit one another differently, which I think is um, what has been shocking for many people in understanding why they are so mentally distressed. Not just that they have a personal crisis by itself and an outside crisis within the world, but they are bumping constantly, which then causes even larger exponential pain and processing that is just an abnormal level for people to carry on their body and spirit, which Mm -hmm. leads to the Mm -hmm. dread, which leads to the depression and so on and so forth. So helping people weed through that, right? And helping people understand where they belong and where they fit and what their thoughts are about all these things is a big piece of what we do each day with a, with a client in, in our room um, where we're, there, we're helping them find, okay, well, if this is happening in my life, well, where is God? And um, if this is happening in the world, what does this mean about my faith or everyone else's faith? And just having those kinds of conversations is a piece of why someone would come in to meet with us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, just light questions. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yep. Well, we have to uh, encourage people to keep listening for the rest of this season. Um, there so is hope. there's something there is to come back to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and as we kind of maybe draw this first episode of this season to a close, I think that that's mm-hmm. kind of what is ringing in my mind is that healing is available. And yeah. um, we're going to talk about the resource. We're going to talk about specific topics of things that people can struggle with as we deal with kind of these, as Amanda, you mentioned, kind of these, you know, personal and kind of more local crises and these more global crises, like kind of clanging against each other right. and causing stress and kind of pulling us in all these directions in ways that we maybe haven't experienced in a generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for this generation, you know, young people that we're, um, who are, might be listening to this podcast that they're feeling and maybe 
don't have kind of the words to name. And, um, mm -hmm. and that's why we're sitting down for these conversations because yeah. we're believing that, Hey, healing is available. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. and talking about what that might look like, um, is, it's an exercise in hopefulness. And that's something that we all feel strongly about. It's why we do what yeah. we do, um, recording this mm -hmm. podcast and just in our daily lives. And I'm excited for, um, to go deeper into this subject and, um, and maybe shed some light for people on how they might find some, um, just recovery in integration, wholeness, maybe when right. they feel like just the many pressures of this kind of time we're living in feel like it's kind of pulling us apart. And, uh, so that's, mm -hmm. that's great. Um, are there any kind of final words from any of us as we kind of land the plane on this initial conversation? Uh, I, I, this, um, I had a client and he, uh, was talking about his story and different things. And as he was reflecting on the path that he had taken to come out of depression, he titled himself as a now becoming an advocate for joy. Mm. And I just, that is a powerful testimony in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, of what, uh, mental health can provide mm. of what spiritual health can yes. provide. And I think I just want to speak to the idea of it can be that much of a shift. Mm -hmm. It is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amen. totally. Well, why do you feel strongly about kind of saying that that, that kind of change can be possible? Um, I feel strongly about it because I think um, every we're in a um, time and space where people are really about labeling and speaking about and uh, putting energy towards the level of dismal that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> it is a whole art form for sure. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you can kind of get stuck yeah. in that mm. and it feels mm. like you're in quicksand. And I just uh, don't want people to feel caught in being a victim to the things that exist in this world. Mm. I want us to remember that we're, um, uh, that it's possible, that it's available to have areas and make decisions and have um, some agency is the clinical word for it <laughs> in being able to affect change in your own life so that you can have an increase in experiences of joy, hope, um, love, connectedness, mm. you know, peace. And so that's why I think it's important to say. Yeah, I think it's hard for people to know that there's there is a possibility of a before and after, mm. right? That there yes. is a discovery of self available, and that doesn't have to your story doesn't have to stay the same in that. And so creating that picture of of a gentleman who's about being a joy agent now is is about God's work in his life. And that yeah. it, it can be restored, that it can be rebuilt. And it's not to say that depression won't be a thing in his life, but that there is another way that he can see now that is possible, mm -hmm. that yeah. only mm -hmm. became possible because he was allowed to explore this difficult thing, have a person partner with him in understanding it and creating a, a, a path of healing and coping. And then for God to then create that trajectory forward to have a place within him that he can see himself different and his life different. Um, and I think that is therapy. That is mental and emotional and spiritual processing 
And I think that young people may not know that that's a really good thing. And that's a really lovely orchestration of living life with people. And that may be with a therapist, but it also could be with a pastor that you're doing that practice Mm -hmm. and coming out on the other side with something different that that God wants you to see. So Mm -hmm. it's a fun thing for us to talk about. passionate about it if you couldn't tell. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's fun. Otherwise, you guys would probably quit before we were done. So glad you're enjoying yourselves. And it's just this beautiful thing where our joy and passion meets need right in the world. And that's a great thing. This podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. This podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you are in crisis and need immediate assistance, please call 988. If today's podcast episode raised questions for you, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at praxispodcast at threecrosses.org. That's praxispodcast at threecrosses.org. We're going to be answering questions, hopefully, at a few points during the season, and we would love to hear from you. Well, I want to say a huge thank you to our guests today, uh, to Katie and Amanda, for helping us to engage with these really important topics. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Uh, We hope that you found today's conversation helpful, and we hope to catch you again soon on the Praxis Podcast. Have a great day.